Hey fellow pickers, my name is Mike Crofton and I'm coming to you from the Redwoods of Northern California. And my name is Carl Mandrilli and I'm coming to you from Castle Rock, Colorado. Hey buddy, it's good to talk to you, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm excited because we have our first interview. We're only at our third episode and we convinced somebody to actually come on our show even before we'd released our show. That's, that's pretty big time, right? That is pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, first guest, first guest of the show. That was pretty cool. We will get to her in a second, but you got any stories for the week? I do. I, and you know, let's just talk about the elephant in the room. All right. You know, okay. you and I have been friends for a while now and, and you used to be one of my, you know, we used to talk three or four times a week. Uh, you're probably, you're one of the only guys that I will talk on the phone with for at least an hour. Should I feel honored? I guess <laughs> you, you should feel honored because, <laughs> but now all of a sudden, because we're doing the podcast, I can't call you or text you when I sell something or source something. You're like, no, save it for the podcast, right. save it for the podcast. Right. So now I barely ever talk to you anymore throughout the week. Oh. I got to save it up all week. No, that's not true, man. I'm just telling you to save some of the stories for the podcast. so We can get authentic reactions. And that makes me more excited to kind of meet up with you. But surely there's other things we can talk about in life, my friend. All right. Yes, there is other things we can talk about. What have you been saving up? Just Okay, what, what, what do you got? Did you do your jet boil? Did you put it on eBay? What's going on? We don't have enough time to talk about it all. But yes, that was, you need to ask me the question. Come on. You said in the first two episodes, you had a question for me. You're going to carry it over to the third I literally just asked you the question. I literally just said, have you posted the ship on eBay or what? <laughs> that is not the way I wanted you to do that, but let's go for it. <laughs> okay. All right. Yes. It's the third episode, Mike. <laughs> Did you do it this week? Is it on eBay? <laughs> what do we got? I definitely posted it on eBay. It was uh, pretty okay. cool. I even recorded a video of... Uh, me doing it of me posting it up on ebay which is pretty cool okay. which i'm saving to release because i couldn't do it until i talked to you about it <laughs> <laughs> okay so what happened what's the story Did, has it gotten any interest or what yeah it's, it had two watchers and it had like eight views already right so there's an old jet boil soul so it's one that they don't even make anymore okay. uh fins were kind of separating on it so i wasn't sure if it was gonna sell and then I was at game night with my other eBay friends and we're discussing eBay's Whoa. eBay friends. What are you talking about? Yes, I've got eBay friends. The great regalos. Are oh my, my gosh. Friends. You're so ridiculous. I was at game night with my eBay friends. Yes. <laughs> what are I'll eBay friends? Like, like you're like, Hey, let's, we're going to all hang out together. And uh, bring up the eBay browser, ready, set, go. Is yes, that that like? we all bring up our browsers and we compare notes and compare our listings and get... No, oh don't do gosh. that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're just fellow people that I know in my community that I play games with that happen to have an eBay store. How's that? Okay. Okay, so, fair enough. So I brought that up. They were talking about the new user agreements and how much they were kind of... They didn't exactly like some of the things that eBay was doing. Mm -hmm. As they were talking about that, I get a message on my watch that said I got an offer on the Jetboil. Okay, so you allowed for offers, and what was what was the offer? What was the I list did. price? What was the offer? List price was sixty one, and the offer was forty seven. So you gave okay. They, they uh, it was it was just five bucks. They offered me five bucks lower than whatever the price was. I can't remember off the top of my head right now. 
Okay, so this, that'd be 56. It was, okay, whatever it was. However, five We're doing mental math here, my friend. <laughs> no, I don't 61 have one minus five. Did not 56. expect these kind of questions <laughs> from you. <laughs> All right, so did you take it or not? Take it or leave it? What do you got? What do you think I did? Of course I took it. Come yes. On. I All sold right. my first eBay idol. That's pretty Congratulations. cool. Congratulations. Yep. I'm. On top of that, I found, I sourced two sets of Hot Wheels at a local thrift store and I've already okay. sold one of them. For how much? Sold it for six bucks. I had it listed okay. for nine uh, with shipping. I pay shipping. They offered me six. I took it because I, I paid, you know, pennies on the dollar for that thing. So you paid about what, like three, four dollars shipping? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I made <laughs> no, come on, no laughing, no laughing. I'm just starting. So off the jet boil, when all was said and done, I made five dollars, and off of the hot wheel, I made two dollars. Okay, <laughs> wait a second. Wait, you made more than five dollars on the jet boil because you used it, and it was like a used piece of gear, and so now it's just sitting there. You're not using it anymore. So it got its use, and then you sold it. That was my jet boil that I continually used. I sold it just because you oh asked me gosh. to list one of my jet boils on eBay. So now right. I'm jet boil list. My favorite jet no, boil is not. gone. No, you're not. You chose to sell your favorite jet boil because you're not going to use it anymore. If you're selling something you're still using, that doesn't make any sense, Mike. And you're smarter than that. You forced me to sell it. Come on. I did not force we you to sell it. We I literally have audio recording that you forcing me. Unbelievable. So you're like, I sold this <laughs> for 56 bucks. And to top that, I made a dollar twenty-five in a Hot Wheel car. All right, two dollars, two dollars. Well, you got to take out the eBay fees too, right? So we'll talk about that. We'll get back to that later. I want to get. All right, my my story for the week. I kind of revealed in our interview with eBay to a hundred K. We've got Whitney. She's got a YouTube channel, but she's I think her most popular access point is her Instagram, eBay to 100K. And so I revealed my story that literally happened as I'm driving home to do this interview where I'm getting a lot of questions about a particular item. So I'll reveal the outcome of that after we hear what her advice is, okay? Oh, really? That was happening today? That's yeah. interesting. Well, I mean, ha it's happened, okay. the, the concept happens a number of times, but it was literally happening to me today and I had to make it. had to make a call. All right. So like Carl said, we finally got an interview on the show, our first interview, and we interviewed eBay to 100K. And here it is. All right. So we have our first guest, our first special guest of the of the podcast. And uh, we have Whitney on with us from eBay to 100K. Whitney, how are you doing today? Doing great. Excited to be here with you guys. Awesome. We so appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, it means a lot to us. So uh, we had a couple questions that we sent over to you about just to get to know you. So first off I had is I noticed that you have 727 to Maine. Is that in reference right. from Florida to Maine by chance? Yes. I lived in St. Pete for 20 years and uh, ended up moving to Maine about five years ago. Interesting. And so kind of looking over your Instagram and uh, it looked like you are maybe preparing a homestead up in Maine. Is that why you moved up there? Um, it wasn't specifically why. I was just tired of living in Florida and I kind of lived in a bad area um, and I had family up here. So I bought a parcel oh, of land, awesome. bought a little more land. I don't have any neighbors. Um, so we have chickens and uh, 
we hunt and all that stuff and it's great we love it are you getting bears coming oh, in great. on like your territory um actually on my youtube that's linked in my ebay to 100k i have a video of a massive bear that walked up on me during deer season it was pretty scary oh i believe it i believe <laughs> yeah. it do you like are you do you have like bear spray on hand or weaponry that you're a rifle okay. yeah okay <laughs> Just a rifle, just so we can shoot it down. Yes. Not a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, before we get too deep, like, I don't know if you had this question, Mike, but eBay to 100K, I want to know the story behind the name. Is that like you're eBaying, you're reselling to try to make $100,000? Or are you trying to make $100,000 a year or? A year. It was year. definitely from a, like a manifestation standpoint. And uh, just a quick, real quick tangent, you know, when I started eBay, I really wanted to buy some acreage out here. So all my clothing bins that I store all my eBay stuff in, I took a picture of some random land Mm -hmm. and put it on all the bins. And every time I'd go fish out a shirt or some shorts or whatever, I was just kind of trying to manifest, you know, living in the woods and having some acreage and whatnot. So it was just a, a manifestation thing. So trying to hit that. 100k a year mark okay so so where are you at right now i'm at about 75 i um anticip- whoa well i'm anticipating anticipating for this year q4 is gonna be wow. good so <laughs> yeah. okay well just in comparison what were you at nice. like last year the last couple of years uh it varies every year but during uh COVID, i didn't do too poorly i think i did like 75k last year and okay. probably like 68 the year before gotcha gotcha okay that is impressive well done well done. I had to switch gears a little bit, you know, with the COVID stuff as far as what I was selling because our thrift stores closed down, but we I got there. And so is that where, where you're mainly sourcing is through thrift stores? Um, not necessarily. I, I've been trying to get my average sales price up. So I've been doing a lot of like the real, real, that website. Um, it's mm-hmm. like designer stuff. Okay. They have some clearance things coupled with some promo codes. So I'll do some kind of sort of arbitrage on that. And then always TJ Maxx yellow tag sale forever, of course. Okay. And, you know, whatever. Anywhere I go, I'm scanning labels. So. All right. I saw that you're also on ThreadUp. Have you been having very much luck on ThreadUp? Definitely. I did that during COVID. I sourced eBay for eBay during COVID. You know, you got you to gotta multi- you got to, you know, do different things. Can you, okay. Can you explain yeah, that? So what does it sure. mean to source eBay for eBay? Are you saying you're finding things on eBay, getting them, and then basically flipping them right back onto eBay? Yes. Mm-hmm. So why would that work? Why would you be able to buy it for cheaper and sell it for more? Well, auctions primarily, because, you know, if you've ever checked comps, you know, when you're doing resale, you're going to see consistently that every low comp you know, compared to some decent comps is because it was on auction Mm -hmm. Um, and it just got away from somebody and, and whatever, but also you can import stuff from Japan, like Louis Vuitton, Gucci, things like that, that are hundred percent authentic. Um, And, you know, they're very cheap or they may have like a minor blemish, something that's repairable. So I'll order like a Louis Vuitton bag and make a small repair and then flip it. Oh, okay. So we've already been yeah. talking that you've been selling for a while. So, uh, and you talked about a few of the platforms that you're on is, uh, what, what other platforms are you using? I'm not, I am just super busy. Cause I, I do a couple other little hustles that aren't really for resale. So I, I don't really cross post 
And just the numbers are just there as far as buyers on eBay, you know, compared to the real, real compared to Poshmark, eBay is just, you know, it's below Amazon and Amazon's got eBay by a landslide, but it's not really the same, you know? So as far as like used goods and flipping things, uh, eBay is the daddy of the resale world for Mm. sure. Gotcha. Okay. So (laughs) if you're so plugged into eBay, like Mike's new to eBay, I've been using it for a while. I'm not pulling the kind of money even close to what you're doing. Anytime that eBay comes out with these emails, it's like updating user agreements. Are you sifting through all that stuff to make sure they're not, you know, upping the the fees or, you know, their their percentage take on everything? Is that important to you? Or are you like me who just like delete, delete? I'm deleting because it. Okay. I'm getting a payday every day. I get a payout every morning. And I mean, as long as everybody's eating and I'm, my average sales price is good and it's not, you know, I keep track of some stuff as far as like my monthly overhead when I look at it at the end of the month. I've never noticed anything mm-hmm. super significant. So I don't definitely, I don't micromanage it and read into it too, too much. Maybe I should though. No, I was just simply asking because I was just for myself, I was trying to f- give myself a reason to say it's okay to delete. Mm-hmm. So if I feel like you are, <laughs> we don't need to read the you know, fine print. You're, you're next level or five levels above me and you're deleting. <laughs> now I feel better about it. So thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Tip number one from this interview, never read the fine print. Not yeah. sure that's okay. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're doing really well and I'm really happy to see that. We kind of talked about a few things and we're, we're referencing eBay. So one of the things about our show is that we're trying to find interesting stories. We want the, the good stories, the ridiculous stories from sourcing or selling on eBay. So yeah, have you had any uh, interesting interactions uh, while reselling on eBay? Like in the thrift or on the actual, like the browser, the app itself. Let's make it a two part. Let's start with the thrift. All right. Are you, are you like uh, pushing carts around and people are sourcing out of your cart and all those interesting stories that I've been hearing about? I'm in Maine, so I don't get that like inner city, some of those stories that you hear. Um, but <laughs> I have, I stayed on myself in the thrift. I try not to, you know, be looking up comps real obviously or telling everybody, you know, on the phone, oh, I found this and this and it goes for such and such a price. I try to be discreet. You know, I do know there's people in there shopping for their personal wardrobe. I respect that. It's cool. Um, so, I do try to be discreet, but there was one lady and I was, you know, sourcing dollar days for a while. I don't know if your Goodwills have that where everything that's a certain color is a dollar. Right. So I would sweep through there and I would get like a hundred items and uh, they were all a dollar, obviously. Mm. So <laughs> she knew I was a reseller because nobody buys that much stuff. Right. And I just had, you know, a bullseye on me. So she would go through and fill her whole cart with every single thing that she could find of that color, men's women's kids, this old lady. Right. Yeah. And my friends, I'm friends with the people who work at the thrift because I highly recommend that just be friends with the employees. You know, when I, she, my employee, the employees would tell me when I left, she puts back every single item. She told us she explicitly puts all of it in her cart just so that you can't buy it. (laughs) And I'm like, Oh no, I'm like, you know what? Oh my gosh. You got to have a, like a, a growth mindset and not like a limit mindset. There's, there's enough for everybody. There's abundance, you know, it's, I just, I refuse. Right. I see other pickers, other thrifters. You can tell 
that they're resellers. Obviously they're looking up comps. Cool. I just refuse to get into like that whole territorial. There's not enough, you know, there's no point sourcing here today. I will always find something. Mm -hmm. We're all looking for different stuff. So that's really interesting. So a couple, couple things that I'm pulling out of your story is first of all, it sounds like you have a reselling villain on your hands right now. (laughs) (laughs) who's not only a villain to you but a villain to the store because those are things you might actually buy and now they're preventing the store from making the money as well and so is this somebody you might run into multiple times or is this you know is this gonna be a consistent thing potentially i see her there a lot and i just laugh about it because you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna leave i'm just gonna keep doing my thing keep winning whatever so is she another is she another picker or is she just a or she's just a shopper i think she's just a shopper she's yeah a villain. just a villain mike <laughs> <She's a villain. laughs> yeah i picked up on something that you talked about and that makes me super uncomfortable and that is pulling out my phone when i'm thrifting so uh, I'm along this. I'm not okay. I'm not understanding this. Why is this offensive? If you're, in, I get it. If you're like a garage sale or you're, you know, one on one with somebody, but why at a store? How is that bothersome? I don't know. To me, it's just I, I feel insecure when I'm doing it for some reason. I'm not sure why. Yeah, same. I really do think that people interpret it as you're immediately just looking things up and you're a reseller. But a lot of people are resellers now too, and. It's growing. Yeah. It's growing quick. Right. So what can what can you do? But being a reseller or, or trying to pick items out of stores or auctions or wherever, I mean, the way you're saying that, it sounds like it's almost like you got to kind of hide that, like keep that on the down low. It's kind of a, a negative because if people identify you as that, then like what's what's the risk? I think there's a misconception that these are like nonprofit organizations. Oh, yeah. Especially Goodwill. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yep. And I think people think that you're directly taking away from the community mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever, but they are very much for profit. Right. My yeah, ability to sure. go in there and turn an income keeps me off of, you know, certain things that deplete the community. You know, like I don't qualify for certain things because I make X amount of dollars and I have a bunch of kids. So there's there's different ways to look at it. You know, like I'm not right. poverty level because I'm there. You know what I mean? So I'm sparing you money because I'm there. Yeah, I guess, I, yeah, when I saw, speaking to that point, when I saw the uh, stats for, the, you know, the nonprofits, it was like the guy that was running Salvation Army made, it was like, I don't know, it's a few years ago, like 60 grand a year, like the CEO. And then the Goodwill person was like 3 million yeah, plus or something. Too. It was just something where, yeah, it wasn't a nonprofit, but th- I guess they were trying to say that they hire people that might be unhirable in other areas, but they're still, you know, raking it in, so to speak. So For sure. Yeah, interesting. Okay, I I will share that if I'm like at in a one on one situation and there's something where I'm like ah I don't know if this is a good deal I don't know if I should buy this or not and it's, it feels like a risk and it's more than a few bucks I'll look it up but I'll try to be a little sly about it and say you know what can I I don't know if this is for me can I get some more information on this and usually that seems to not offend so that doesn't really work in a store but I don't know what do you think about that is that something you'd be willing to do. Kind of person to person. Yeah, that doesn't bother me so much. I mean, I've been out in the thrift before where there's some people that have banter going back and forth about, you know, oh, dude, this sells for like $150 and they're putting stuff back out of place and they're, you know, moving mm. things around and like <laughs> the staff realizes it, the patrons realize it. And it does, it's not just great, right. doesn't give a good look, you know. So 
I mean, I think discretion and everything is good because, I mean, who wants to have a confrontation in the thrift? So. <laughs> who wants to throw down a thrift store? That's that's a good question. In the thrift store. That's our new call sign. <laughs> yeah. They only do that at the bins. We only throw down at the bins. <laughs> okay, wait. Well, yeah. Do you have any bin stories where you're... So you're talking about like where where it's like the leftover stuff from Goodwill and you're buying by weight. It's all the... Yes. And they just kind of pour it into these large bins and people are grabbing, right? Have you been? Have you been there? I've been once. I haven't. It's special. What is is that? It's different. I just described, literally just described it. No, no, I know. I'm picturing like Amazon return pallet type of situation. But it's just sort of. Yeah, but it's all loose. Nothing's boxed for the most part. It's just loose stuff and people are literally just grabbing. And I mean, this is where I've seen people loading up their shopping carts and then people don't know, like, is that a loaded shopping cart from a shopper or is that just stuff they're going to throw in a bin and people start, like, sifting through other people's carts? Oh, it's next wow. level. So, what, yeah, what's your experience with that? You saying, are people throwing down there? It is a highly competitive, majorly resale-driven environment. You know, it's not your music playing in the background. It's industrial, it's loud, and, you know, people are fighting over things, reaching across each other, and you have to line up and get out of the way and be behind a certain area before they bring out new bins. And then it's abandon your cart and swarm it, you know, and there's elbows flying wow. <laughs> and it, it's dirty. There's nothing there is sorted. It's kind of like the stuff that you would imagine is coming out of like the containers that you put donatables in. It's, you know, people wear right. rubber gloves yeah. and you leave and you feel like just a sense of dirtiness. <laughs> Right. Nothing oh, is wow. uh, sorted or um, gone through in that sense. So like there's a bunch of torn stuff, damaged stuff. And I've just ruled out going to the bins as a whole now because I just, it's way too competitive and you're in a hurry and then you get home and you're realizing there's tons of minuscule flaws and damage and things right. like that because there's no quality control there. So it, it's not worth the, the chaos for the quality. So if you were to go back to the bins, what types of things are you looking for specifically? Is it, is it kind of just anything or are you looking for like, you know, electronics or what, what's going to be your target type of item if you were to go back? I guess it would have to depend on what you specialize in, right? I suppose I'm mostly a soft goods and shoes and purses type of person, but I'm in Maine. So there's all kinds of random LL bean stuff or whatever. And they have like an LL bean day at our bins cause it's Maine. So but I mean, one uh, tip wow. that I would say is you bring a blue Ikea bag, abandon trying to fight somebody for a cart and abandon trying to navigate that crowd with a cart and just mm-hmm. bring an Ikea bag right over your shoulder. Um, it's it's gotcha. way less competitive wedging yourself in and out of dealing with other people and all that. That does not sound like a place that I'm going to start sourcing from. So you guys don't need to give me any more detail. I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to go once. You got to get the experience. No, right? I'm okay. <laughs> we'll go together, Mike. I'll take you and oh, yeah. we'll use our Ikea bags. <laughs> and if we need to use okay. them as weapons to defend ourselves, we'll do that too. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. So how about Whitney, how about some of the stories on eBay? And I asked this just because I got a weird message on my eBay, one of my items last night, and I actually had to Google if it was a scam or not. It's kind of freaking me out. So 
You have any uh, stories from eBay's? Wait a minute. No, 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 no. Before you ask her, you should tell her about the scam. She can tell you if it's a scam or not. Yeah. What is it? Uh, it turned out not to be a scam, but it was no. just somebody's. <laughs> you <laughs> You're giving away to ask her. I gave the punchline away. Okay. <laughs> now we don't care about the story. I'm, I'm not good at this. I'm not good at keeping the punchline away. <laughs> All right, what, what, what was it? What was the situation? It was just a, a basic premise. Was I had something on my eBay. The lady made an offer on it. I accepted the offer and then she sent me a message and said, uh, when I went to go pay for it, it's showing that you have no quantities available. And I'm like, oh, is this some kind of a scam? Mm. Not only that, but when I accepted the offer, it gave me her real name and her address for uh, shipping purposes. Mm -hmm. So now my item that was active on eBay was showing a different username. And I'm like, what what happened? How'd they scam me? What how did they get two people on there? I'm just trying to oh. I'm rolling through all these different scenarios of how I just got scammed out of nine bucks on eBay. I couldn't <laughs> figure it out. I will say that like I think new eBay sellers like kind of beware because they see that um as far as scammers, like they do see that you have no reviews or they see that your store mm. is very small. And it does definitely make you more subject to like scams because you'll get some offers and they're above ask and it's like, I'll pay above ask, but you have to text right, me, right, you right, know, right. or it's that those first 10 or so transactions can be really weird. Then again, anytime, you know, you list shoes or anything of that nature, you're going to drum up some weird messages. I mean, there's a whole cult following for shoes and oh, for like, sure footwear fetishes and weird stuff like that oh wow all right you got to tell us some of this stuff then (laughs) i'm interested you don't want to ever list some shoes as being well-worn that is like a kink (laughs) and ebay will take down your listing because i mean say you find some shoes and they're good but they actually are kind of well-worn and you put that in the title they're gonna take it down because it's been flagged that's crazy yeah so there's just weird, there's weirdos out there and, you know, they'll message you and be like, can you just show me what this look, what it would look like on? Cause my girlfriend's a similar stature. Or, oh, no. you know. Yeah. Can you model this for me, please? Oh, no. <laughs> I have not heard this. No. Okay. This is very interesting. That is crazy. I mean, you'll get your feedback extortion too. I mean, you'll get, you know, like I had one today, like, oh, I got this package. It smells horrible. And before I leave feedback, what can you do for me? Oh. It's feedback. It's feedback extortion. I don't have to do anything for you because you just worded it like that. Right. So, wow. and, and, you know, everything comes from the thrift. You know, I'm not sniffing these garments, but for the most part, I've never sourced anything that I'm like, oh, that's stinky, you know, unless yeah. it's from the bins, in which case, yes. <laughs> bins again it's just you know it's a feedback extortion thing and you deal with it but just keep it moving it's not worth you know the energy and the time to deal with those people interesting so are you worried about negative feedback on your on your ebay i used to be um it used to really bother me if i had like a negative i have maybe one or two negatives now you can't please everyone um if someone yeah. orders something that's new with tags mm-hmm. and it just you know, they, it doesn't fit them or whatever. And they leave you a feedback. eBay's not going to amend it. You know, they didn't really, it it just is what it is. I'm not going to lose sleep about it. My sales don't seem to have ever slowed down despite having a a negative or two. You want to stay at 99% plus. Oh, interesting. That's good to know. Right. 
here's this is kind of just came up for me today and this has been an ongoing issue in the, yeah, kind of the absolutely. reselling not just on ebay but on you know facebook and craigslist i'm selling in person and that is when i list something and then somebody asks for more detail maybe they want more pictures or they're you know confirming that an electronic piece works or something and then i answer them and then they ask a second question and then a third question i found that typically there's two likely outcomes. But before I reveal what outcomes I've experienced, how do you handle those situations? As far as asking like follow-up questions? Mm. Yeah, so they're interested, but they, they, you know, you answer the first one, that begets a second one and so on. And now you have a conversation about a particular thing. Let's say it's like a, you know, under 50 bucks kind of, kind of item. Conversations are red flags for me because okay. I, I try to be pretty thorough in my description. I put measurements. I point my finger at poles. I point my finger at a blemish, whatever. Mm. I write, read in the title, like read the, con, you know, the context in the mess in the right. listing. So I try to be pretty thorough. So when somebody messages me and they're like, well, how many times has this been worn? Well, would you say fabric softener was used or was there perfume detergent on it right don't buy from my store please because there this doesn't end well for me right ever. right that's, <laughs> like what, that's the what i was gonna say are really neurotic yeah it comes back to you it'll be a return yeah <laughs> exactly it's, exactly it's yeah. gonna be like that's about so what i actually end up doing is once that second and third question gets asked i go and i just block them they now i, yeah. I do not want their business Exactly. Or the other op- the other thing that typically happens is they just end up not buying the item in the first place. So they've right. asked, you know, some, sometimes upwards of ten questions, and all of the answers are excellent answers, mm-hmm. and they're like, they just they just want the conversation, and so now they've just wasted your time. So I was curious if you had the same experience. Sounds like you have. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Whitney, we really appreciate you coming on our show. Is there anything you'd like to mention to our audience? We already mentioned the eBay to 100K Instagram, but where else they can find you or anything you got going on? On my eBay to 100K, I have a link um, to Etsy where the printables are, but also there's an eBay course on there. It has a, a comprehensive list of like everything that you can look for in the thrift that has a decent return. It comes with tech gotcha. support soon as you buy it you get my phone number if you're in the thrift wow. you're a single mom or you got kids to support or you're a dad or doing your college thing or whatever you're not sure you, you need that buyer confidence shoot me a picture of what you're thrifting i'll give you a yay okay. or nay give you tips on how to ship it there's a shipping guide everything all for 25 bucks unlimited tech mm. support and just okay. to anybody getting started on ebay just stay consistent keep feeding the beast keep doing the listings even when it's slow just keep accumulating the listings, cranking them out, and it'll start paying you eventually. I think you might have a customer in, in Mike for your- <laughs> I uh, am going to sign For up your for course it. there. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a ridiculous deal if you're talking about, you know, like getting the course, but then also getting the, yeah, the tech support. That's awesome. So- And it always tapers off. It's not like my phone blows up all day. Everybody gains their own confidence right, and goes right. their own way eventually. Awesome, Whitney. Thank you for joining yeah. us. We really appreciate it. And we've had a great time talking with you. Yeah, I appreciate it. She was super interesting to talk to. I really enjoyed talking to her. Yeah. So any big takeaways, any big kind of what stood out or what inspired you or what'd you learn? What you got? Yeah. You guys inspired me not to go to the bins uh, at, the, the, at the darn, what the thrift store. That's crazy. Yeah, the Goodwill bins. I know it, it was a little crazy, but that I, I feel like I got the opposite inspiration. She's like, it's like no holds barred. 
bring this kind of bag. People start getting grabby. <laughs> Is that where you're going to take off your aggression? That makes me want to go with you. That may- Maybe you can like record a session. Maybe we can find our own villain at that one of those stores and be like, we're going to find a better you know, pick than they are. That would not be a, a good audio recording. That would be a great video recording, though. Yeah. Okay. You're right. You're right. That's true. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. So she has some good information for sure. And kind of revealed if, if you really were paying attention to a few nuggets of wisdom there as well. Yeah. She is a true inspiration on how to do this thing though. She's debt free. She doesn't have a mortgage. You know, she just, uh, she's selling on eBay. She works her own hours. That was just super inspirational to talk to her, to be honest. And I've you. tried to do the like eBay, like find it on eBay, flip it on eBay kind of thing, because I'll go back and look at, you know, completed items and I'll see something go for really cheap and say, I know it's worth more than that when you start parting things out. And so then I try to, you know, replicate mm-hmm. that and it's hard to replicate. So you really got to know what you're doing if you're, if you're talking about that kind of thing. And she obviously does, but she's very experienced. So not for, I would say not for the newbie. No, I feel like that she's in tune with what's going on. Like you're talking about, like she's on top of things and she can jump onto eBay and when she sees something pop up and probably look at it and see if she could source it off of eBay that way. So it's definitely something that's right. probably a little bit more time consuming than your average, you know, eBay store. All right. So I'm going to reveal what I was talking about with her in terms of what happened today and kind of how everything went down. You got scammed. No, no, this isn't about scams. This is about potential buyers that really aren't real buyers. Like they're not going to be yeah. pleased and half of them don't end up buying the item anyway. They're just simply wasting your time. Sometimes they're wasting your money. And so I listed yep. today an original Nintendo game, like the NES Empire Strikes Back. Like the kind that you have to blow on it to get it to work? You got to blow on the Correct. Thing? Okay. Correct. Yes. So I checked to see what it was going for. It's going for about $25. So not a, not a big mm-hmm. ticket item here, right? But still worth my time to list. doesn't take a whole lot of time to list. Mm-hmm. And so I got a message immediately. Hey, can you take more pictures of the back of it? And at the top, I want to make sure the label is intact. I want this to be in mint condition. Hmm. And I was like, okay, this is a collector. Sure. I'll take a picture of the top. I mean, nobody's ever asked for the top of the video game cartridge. That's why you take 25 pictures, my friend. <laughs> Come yeah, on. But if I do that for every single one, I'm wasting my time for this kind of one-off type of guy. So I do that. I submit it. And then I'm driving home to get to this interview and I get another question. Like, when was the last time this was tested? Blah, blah, blah. And so I'm thinking, this is question number two. This guy is very particular, mm-hmm. right? So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, when I get home, I'm going to block him. I'm not going to allow him to buy my item. I'd rather not sell the item than sell it to this guy where I'm going to have to pay shipping and he's going to probably end up returning it anyway. So... I'm checking my emails. I'm driving. Don't worry. It's totally fine. I'm like totally safe. <laughs> and I get a little farther down the road, get to a stoplight. And then I get the notification that item has sold. The guy didn't even wait for my response, but he ended oh, up good. buying it. So yeah, sort of. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say like 60% chance he's going to ask for a return. Well, that's 60%. Do you think he's going to do the old bait and switch and give you a, give you a bad one? Like he's got a good one. He's- he doesn't sound like that guy. I know what you're saying. He doesn't. I just think that. You know, like you're saying, you got to blow on the cartridge, right? So you plug it in the first time, doesn't doesn't fire up right away. Be like, yeah, this is not what right. I want. Return. Yeah. And Return. I actually found out that that's not on the game side; that it's on the machine side. <laughs> I think it's both, right? Like people. Uh, no, no, well, yeah, you do have to clean off the contacts once in a while. They do get dirty. 
Yeah, more in the system. Yeah, there's there's a whole other story about that. But anyway, so we'll see. I, I think I think Whitney and I are on the same page, though. It's like, yeah, try to prevent those types of people from ruining your life. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'd go so far as to block the seller, though, or the buyer. Why? Well, I, I guess because I'm just starting out and I haven't really built up a, a business yet on reselling. So I'm kind of being more sympathetic mm-hmm. to everybody. I'm, you know, I'm. Like any new business, you're going to take some punches because you're new and starting up. You're willing to take the punches. I'm willing to give you the experience and what to do in this case. Like eBay has millions and millions and millions of users. You block a few here and there. I mean, I've only blocked like five or six total in my in my lifespan. I think it's not going to make a big impact. So I don't think that's that big of a deal. Uh, all right. Good to know. Yeah. It's it's honestly a bigger deal to me when it's when you're selling locally and somebody's just wasting your time and they're just asking a million questions. There's really no intention about buying it. They're just kind of excited about the item and they're excited about the shopping experience and they just want to keep chatting with you. So mm-hmm. anyway, anyway, so that's, yeah, we really appreciate Whitney coming on and we're going to continue to follow her and see how her journey goes, but very impressive what she's able to pull in on an annual basis. Yeah, for sure. Off of eBay. That's great. You can find us at Pickers Podcast on Instagram, on TikTok, and on Facebook. What else do we have? We got our telephone number in the show description. So please reach out if you have any questions or comments, reactions to anything we've said, whether it's this episode or before, we'd be happy to include it in a future episode. All right. And we always appreciate it if you would like and subscribe and give us a a review on iTunes for a new startup like this. It's really beneficial if we get those reviews in. So. Especially Apple Podcasts specifically. Apple. iTunes I- is for people that are your age. Oh, is that true? It's not <laughs> iTunes anymore? Are you kidding me? No, it has been iTunes for... It's, there's Apple Music and Apple Podcasts. And that's, yeah, that's the big oh. podcast app. But yeah. Well, yeah, well funny, well, back in my day, it used to be called iTunes. <laughs> yeah, that was like five years ago. Oh, All right, fellow pickers, go find your own treasures one story at a time. And remember... It's not reselling if you don't get it to the post office.